Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. This week on the show, I have a very special guest, Irina Shehovsov. Now, Irina is the founder of Reclaim Your Life, and she's also a three-time number one international best-selling author. She is a certified NLP trainer, a timeline therapy and hypnotherapy master coach, and a certified wellness and 10x fitness coach. By taking a holistic 360-degree approach, she focuses on restoring her clients' physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual states of being. Happiness Academy is her mentorship program that helps women remember who they are after a toxic relationship. In my conversation with Irina today, we chat about mindset and the importance of mindset and how that affects our emotions, our you know state of being, our wellness, our happiness, and so on and so forth. And we talk about practical ways that we can change our mindset, change our lives, take control of our life to live the life that we really want to live. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I think it's a really powerful conversation with some super simple takeaways that we can instigate straight away into our lives and really make some big changes. Let's have a listen in. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Arena, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you on today because, you know, mindset is one of those things that I feel like it's a buzzword that's kind of come in and a lot of people don't know exactly what it is or how to sort of change it or work on it. So I think you're the perfect person to sort of share some more info on it today. But before we dive into that, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. So my name is Irina Shavoktov. I'm the founder of Reclaim Your Life. Uh, mindset, wellness, fitness coach, uh, NLP trainer, certified in different uh, disciplines, and help women recover after breakup, separation, and divorce. I'm also a podcast host for Single Parent Success Stories. Amazing. And, uh, author. Author. So <laughs> many. Four times. So only four <laughs> times. My goodness. You are one busy lady for sure. Yeah. It just happened last year, the the uh, writing happened last year. Yeah, it's on my list to do. It's just for me finding time, which is probably for most people, isn't it? Yes. Now, can you share what mindset is and why it's so important? I think mindset is a is a culprit of anything. It's like if you think of a house and having a foundation laid out, uh, if you have a gross mindset or positive mindset, then you can build habits, you can create the life by design that you experience. And mindset is its not something that you kind of stumble upon overnight. It's something you develop over day in and day out. And it's building the habits that sustain you instead of drain you. Because by default, all habits are great because they produce a certain result. And if we don't like the result they produce, we just simply must change the habit. 
and mindset could be different for different people. What looks successful or great for me could be totally different for you. So it's figuring out the kind of mindset that works in your circumstance, in your situation, with the resources that you have available, uh, with the kind of drive that you have, that you feel that you are successful. So how do we go about doing that and working that out for them ourselves? I guess that's like the number one question, isn't it? Uh, yes. So I believe it's, it all first starts with assessment where you are. And if you don't like, it's making a decision that however you are living up to this point that is not working, whether it is your health journey, your, your wellness journey, whether emotions are not, not where you want them to be, or you don't like how your life is turning out. And first, it's recognizing that something is not going right. I must make a decision, a choice to find a new way. That's that's again is the first thing because we we could be living in misery, we could be complaining how our life is not working and talking and talking and talking about it, but never actually doing anything about that. So I, I think, think we, it's important. we all know people that do that all the time, and we think, yes, come on, like you're in controls. Like rather than complaining all the time, make a change. But they don't. Yeah, because oftentimes, uh, I call it, uh, there have been generations of uh, of how we were uh, been growing up and what kind of models we've seen in our life, whether from uh, figures of authority, our parents, our peers, and what they find acceptable. So sometimes it's difficult to arrive at that conclusion. But once we do arrive there, I think that's the first step. Okay, I'm here. And for me, what happened, uh, I was going recovering after my breakup and coming to a realization that I could no longer live like that in misery and depression and anxiety. I got to do something about it and making that decision. And of course, it is difficult making the first step. But I think once you make the decision, then it's easy for you to start doing, okay, I've been living up to this point with this kind of habits, with this kind of attitude about my life and it wasn't working. I must take a step into a different direction and do something different. And I'm not saying do everything different, but pick a simple micro thing that you can take one little step that you can accomplish every single day without getting yourself aggravated. Oh, I didn't do it. But making some something so simple. So for me, it was simple walks. 10 minutes, 20 minute walk in the morning. That's how I started. Uh, my journey of my mindset recovery and you know getting back into and uh, living a better life yeah so, oh, I guess you know as you said it just has to be something little a small step so it doesn't feel overwhelming otherwise you're probably not going to do it if it does yeah yeah because there are things there are common things that are common practice and things that I call uh, we can do and it's easy not to do, but we got to pick something that it does not feel overwhelming so we don't feel defeated because we got to celebrate small wins. So when you take that first 10-minute walk, let's say, if that is for you, celebrate, pat yourself on the back. Wow, I did it. I did something different from my regular routine because we have like a strategy, a framework. This is how we operate in a specific scenario. And we when we take a little diversion and take a different decision or step, outside of a normal thing we gotta recognize it we gotta give our mind some positive uh, mechanism to kind of this is why i'm doing it because if, if we don't uh, give that feedback to our mind mind might, might say because our mind wants to keep us comfortable stuck protected 
because anything outside of the comfort zone considered danger. Yeah, or the unknown, isn't it? It's um, yes. So we gotta make something that is unfamiliar familiar. How we do we do that? We start with start with micro step. So it's not it's not so uncomfortable. It's just a little bit uncomfortable. But it should be, shouldn't it? Like it's one yeah. of those things. I think everybody gets very comfortable with their life to a certain extent. So then stepping out of their comfort zone is scary, but I think it's important for people to know that it's normal to feel uncomfortable. If you are, you know, go to the gym and you haven't exercised for a while and say you want to run, you know, 5K, you want to build up to running to 5K, you might only start with 1K, but that first kilometer, it's going to be hard. Like, you know, and that is part of the journey. Yeah, totally. And I, I love Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think he, uh, you know, breaks it down in such micro moments, how you can change anything in your life. If you, let's say you want to work out, you know, you got to work out, you got to go to the gym. Don't immediately put a hurdle of yourself going to the gym. Simply start by tying your shoelaces. Not even going anywhere, but tying your shoelaces. Let's say after you put a dish in a dishwasher or in a sink, you tie your shoelaces and tying that micro habit to something that you already do, something that is already familiar, but adding one micro step. Yeah. Well, his book, Atomic Habits, I've read and it is amazing. So I'll link that up in the show notes too, if people want to check it out. Uh, But I know myself, you know, creating really good habits is the foundation for my health. And, you know, speaking of workouts, I'll get my clothes out the night before so they're there, they're ready. I don't have to think about it in the morning. I literally just get up and I grab my clothes so that I can go do a workout. So yep. it's just, again, creating those small habits that you then don't have to make extra decisions on just to make it easier to be able to follow through with, essentially. Yes, make it a no-brainer. Like like we don't think about brushing our teeth. We just go and do it. So we got to create something like that in any area of our life that we want to change. Exactly. Now, how does our mindset affect our chances of reaching our goals? Or, you know, we all have dreams that we want to sort of aspire to. How, you know, how much is it tied in to being able to achieve these these things? I think it goes hand in hand. What do you believe? Do you believe the worst case scenario or the best case scenario? Because what you focus on uh, expands uh, where your uh, energy, where your attention goes, energy flows, as they say. So I think it's very important to have mindset of perseverance, of growth, that I'm going to work it out no matter what happens and believing in the possibility and not giving up. So I think mindset goes hand in hand in achieving your goals. We could have a gazillion goals, but if we have no mindset, we can can just... Never, never get complete them. them or have them. <laughs> <laughs> now, we all know those people, we've all got somebody in our lives that tend to always have that negative mindset or they look at the glass half full, you know, rather than, sorry, half empty, you know, rather than full. How do we go about, you know, starting to create those habits, those small habits is great, but how do we go from start trying to change from from that negative mindset to that positive mindset? Because I'm sure it's not as easy as just going, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just change it. Yeah. So uh, for, first, I think it's important to practice gratitude. In the, even in the midst of struggle, in the midst of despair, there are things to be grateful for. 
And when you start practicing gratitude, suddenly you might notice there are things that are working in your life that you just were taking for granted. The fact that you are breathing or the fact that you are awake this morning or the fact, because oftentimes we go through life and we don't appreciate the little things. I was going through life, didn't appreciate simple act of walking until I dislocated my knee. Now, every time I walk, I say, thank you, my niece, for supporting me. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but, you know, you start appreciating all those little things that you took for granted previously. Another important thing, if you are in a negative mindset, is to protect the beautiful garden that you have in between your ears uh, right here uh, from negative influences like negative news, negative people, uh, toxic situations, and try to separate yourself as much as possible or be a guardian that you are and allow only good things come into your ears, into your eyes. You know, it goes back to say, what are you watching? What are you consuming? What kind of information do you allow in that disturbs you? Because oftentimes we have our own negative stuff, but then we have other people's stuff that we take on ourselves. So I think it's important to protect our environment from negative influences. Some things that we can take charge of is the protection. And uh, another thing for, let's say, uh, practicing how do you tame the negative uh, wagon of thoughts that are coming on sometimes. Uh, there is a great... Uh, technique that I learned from Daniel Amen, uh, ANT, ANTS. Think of negative thoughts uh, as, uh, you know, ANTS uh, polluting, taking over your home. What are you going to do? Are you going to let them run wild and take over your home? Or are you going to stamp them out? So stamp out those negative thoughts physically. <laughs> Another thing is uh, wearing a rubber band on your hand and anytime negative thought enters your mind, snip yourself. Hmm. You know, so because start uh, recognize because oftentimes you start and then it just goes the the wagon goes and you on this wagon so it's yeah and you keep going start recognizing and like, pay attention to what you are thinking and like is it working for you what you're thinking is is this truth first of all ask yourself these questions when negative thoughts enter is this thought true is it always true and who is it speaking? Is it my, my voice speaking or is it somebody else's opinion of my life? And 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 is that thought serving me? You can ask yourself those three questions. Is it true? Who is it speaking? And is it serving me, this particular thought? And start analyzing your own thinking. Become the observer of your thoughts as opposed to an, just a participant. Or reacting. become an... <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I was going like to say, that. yeah. And, you know, you, may, you bring up a really good point about what we're consuming because we might, you know, read the news or watch the news on the TV. And if we're constantly getting that, you know, negative news and scare and fear and all the rest of it, then that's going to obviously, you know, influence our mindset and how we're feeling emotionally as well. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. We must protect our mind from everything. Yeah. And, you know, as you were saying before, being, I think, conscious of as much as we can in the decisions that we're making and I love how you phrase that you know uh, is it serving me you know who who is speaking and really trying to delve and and listen to that more 
rather than just kind of going along with everything too fast and not paying attention and not being present in the moment. Yes, yeah. And you bring a good point of being present in the moment. Oftentimes we just scatter through life without paying attention. And then in the end of the day, did you actually felt like you were living today? Or did your day run away from you? Did you pay attention in those micro moments of silence or recognizing something beautiful that's happening and slowing down because life is so fast paced and when we are not present it can just take off and then you at retirement age or <laughs> life just passed you by did you feel like you were living yeah well mm-hmm. I actually just listened to a podcast this morning and they were saying that it's about the age of 45 to 50 that most people the idea of mortality clicks because up until that point, you know, you're busy through your life and you think I'm young and, uh, you know, everything's great. And then it's around about that 45 to 50 that that's when most people sort of actually go, oh, you know, my mortality is real. This is going to affect me too, which is why I guess they sort of refer to that sort of time being like the midlife crisis time when people start reassessing and going, am I where I want to be? Have I done what I want to do? Because the reality is that we're only all here for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah, and time is fleeting. As they say, the richest place on earth is the cemetery. It's where all the ideas when to die because people weren't were afraid or you know not following through on what the desires were and they were just living life doing things paying bills but forgetting that they all have a dream inside of them and going after that no matter how crazy it is or what other people think about their weird dream yeah and if somebody is listening in And they might be struggling right now. Maybe it's, you know, anxiety or maybe they're, you know, not in a a great environment or relationship and there might be other factors that are influencing their mindset and and how they're reacting to situations. What advice do you have for those people? Start practicing gratitude and look for things that are working in your life and you suddenly will realize how many more things are working. That's number one. A second advice, practice 10 minutes of joy. Do something that sets your soul on fire every single day. And if you don't know what it is yet, why don't you discover what makes your soul sing and do that for yourself. Just like we practice brushing teeth to have good oral hygiene, what if we practice 10 minutes of joy to have happiness in our life, to practice flexing of happiness muscle and something to look forward to in your day? Yeah. I love simple, start simple, small, easy, and build from there. And, you know, I think a lot of people, well, I know a lot of people I've spoken to think mindsets just something that's a bit airy-fairy and, you know, it's there, but, you know, it's not what we really need to focus on. How much science is around, you know, how important mindset is? I think science is evolving and and there are more and more uh, research information available how important it is in our day-to-day living, in our ability to make decisions, in our ability to deal with stress in our ability to face life challenges and how we are living, how we are thinking. It's all is connected and it is so, so important to pay attention. Uh, And yeah, 
So the, the research constantly, and I think even more so in the past, it, it wasn't even a thing. It was more kind of, you need hard data. You need kind of things that you can touch. Now we are evolving. Yes, you cannot touch mindset, but you can see if you look at the person at and the things that they are doing or if they're achieving in life. And I'm not saying to compare everybody because they're, everybody has their own uh, way of, what is considered successful or what is considered meaningful to them and asking yourself this question, am I leading the life I want to be leading or am I doing this thing for somebody else, for my parents, because I want to please them, I want to be convenient or are you actually living your life? Are you actually doing the things that are meaningful to you just for your own sake? Hi everyone, I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that you can download a free 15-minute core Pilates workout that I've designed especially for you to work your entire body and your core, including your pelvic floor and deep layer of abdominals to really build strength, stability and mobility. This is a nice quick workout you can fit into your day. It's definitely 100% doable. You don't need any equipment to do it. And I guarantee once you finish your 15 minutes of Pilates, you will feel stronger, more energized, taller and really joyful and happy for moving your body and getting those endorphins moving. So don't forget, head on over to the show notes and download that free core workout and try some Pilates with me. I can't wait to see you on your mat. Mm, I think they're all really good questions to ask. And sometimes they are hard because you may be, as you said, doing things for your parents that are serving others that might not be serving you, but you feel that you have an obligation to do them to a certain extent. So finding a balance between that, I guess, is where it's individual for everybody that's going through different situations. Yeah, yes, totally. Now, with your own journey in mindset, can you share a little bit more with listeners how your mindset has changed over the years? And, you know, obviously gratitude has been a big part of that, but what other things have influenced your change in mindset? Many things. So as we get back into habits, I think some of the important habits to practice is having a good morning routine, a good evening routine, 10 minutes of joy meditation, forgiveness, and gratitude. I think those are important kind of, and frequent reading, 15 minutes a day, <laughs> frequent movement are some of the things that, uh, you know, uh, were aided to my mindset. My personal mindset journey was I became a single parent of a newborn and a five-year-old. And uh, suddenly, and the way I was living, I thought I was perfect. I was like doing, I was great. I don't, I didn't want to change. Uh, and uh, I was living in misery. I I didn't want to wake up and relive the same reality over again uh, because it was painful and it was dreaded. So what happened uh, one day, a year after the separation, I was standing on a pl platform, uh, train station platform, and I missed my train by a minute. And I was constant. Every single morning was about rushing to dropping kids off, getting to work, being on time. So I missed my train by a minute. 
And I started sobbing, I started crying, and I started asking myself these questions. I kind of was fed up with this constant uh, day-to-day rush. Is this what life is all about? Is life all about misery, about just rushing to and fro without actually feeling like I was living and just getting closer to my death every single day? And I decided at that moment, I made a decision that I could no longer live like I was living. And I got to do something different. I didn't know what it was or how it was, but I made a decision to change. And from that point forward, I started involving myself into personal development, into reading books, into discovering things more about myself that I didn't know I had. Uh, And the first thing I ever done for myself was taking myself on a walk in the morning. And that kind of uh, piloted me out into the morning routine that I created later on. So in the beginning, it was just walking. Then I added meditation. Then I added uh, reading and uh, gratitude and journaling, because it's good to self-reflect on a journey. And uh, the greatest, uh, I call it, thing I ever done for myself was getting a voice coach and learning how to sing, which allowed me to open up my voice. And being able to be comfortable is being uncomfortable. <laughs> Joining Toastmasters and uh, learning public speaking also aided in the mindset process as I was more discovering on what is possible. And later on, I completed neurolinguistic programming, uh, which is a study of how we interact with ourselves and how we interact with the world. And I went through... Uh, practitioner, master, and trainer level uh, certifications, uh, which was two and a half years in between. And that kind of opened up my mind even more to things, to possibilities, because what NLP and linguistic programming allows you to do, it allows you to see life from a different perspective. Oftentimes, we see life as dichotomy. We only see choice A or choice B to a given situation. And NLP allows you to see choice A, B, C, D, E, F, G, for example. (laughs) It allows uh, for so many other things, like how you evaluate life. Uh, Gratitude allows you to be compassionate and recognizing things that are working in your life. Meditation is like inner shower for your mind. In the morning when we wake up, we want to feel clean. So we go, we take a shower, we wash ourselves and we go. But what, what if we... Who is going to shower our mind with all the grudges that we had, with all the insecurities or things that aren't working? We take them from day, from the day before to today, and then it becomes this big snowball of things. Forgiveness helps with that. If you, every single day when you end your day, if you forgive whatever happened today, I'm going to try better tomorrow. So you don't take all your grudges, all your things that didn't work today into the next day. And you start your day anew. So having all those things, and they didn't come together all at once. It was a journey of, of me over time. <laughs> over time, adding a little piece at a time. Just like babies, when we are born, we don't know how to run. First, we learn how to lift a head. And then we learn how to sit up and roll over, right? It's all like it's a process. And another thing about babies, when we were babies, we didn't give up when we were learning how to walk. We would make two steps, we sit down, we get up, we try again. 
We don't just stop. And as adults, I think, because we are so fearful of failing, we are so fearful of some things not working out that we give up too soon on the habit that we implement. We start and something didn't go right and drop everything and we stop. <laughs> we don't have that resilience. And I think resilience is built over time by you figuring things out, believing in what is possible and keep going no matter what. And as you build upon it, you become better at it, in whether it's mindset or re- learning a new skill. I think another great thing that aided to my mindset was, uh, you know, learning new things. I didn't know how to sing. I didn't know how to do public speaking. You know, it's the second uh, most feared thing in the world after fear of death is the fear of public speaking. And I think no matter how old you are, it's never too late to try new things. Keeping your mind active and engaged and alive makes for an interesting life, I think, to be engaged and, you know, try all those things. Our uh, neuron connections, neural pathways keep on growing even in the old age. They don't stop when we are like 17 or 18. Yeah. Oftentimes we think we go to school and that's it. We don't learn anymore. But I believe we are in continuous growth and learning evolution to keep learning about ourselves, about the world, how we interact with one another, you know, so that we keep growing. Yes, agree. And I, you bring up so many amazing points, but one of the main ones is keeping that learning going, keeping that curiosity alive. But I feel so many people, and maybe it's because they, you know, have already got so much on their plate, whether or not it's, you know, work and family and, you know, all of those commitments that they don't feel they have the space or the time to learn. I'm not sure what it is because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm a bit like you. I'm always, I'm reading a book or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm always trying to learn more to, you know, understand new things and stretch myself and all the rest of it. But I do think there is, maybe it's a personality type or whatever, that they're not as open to learning new things. And I think there's so much out there they're missing, but, you know, bridging that gap to get to that point can be hard for some people. Yes, sometimes we said. Or like you said, maybe it takes getting to a certain point that then is what causes you to then want to to get to that change. And for you, it was you got to that point on the platform and, you know, the realisation hit you. But you often hear from people that there is one moment where everything comes together, but it's just getting to that moment, I guess. Yes. Unfortunately, oftentimes we go through life, if we don't have any moments, we just, we just go, we just fulfill our obligations, we never check in. Am I going in the right direction? What am I, what is, what do I want to achieve in life? Like, what do I want to create? We don't even ask those questions because everything's kind of working out. So we we don't stop and and kind of. And I think. As we were saying before, sometimes, you know, if everything is kind of working out and everything's okay, the fear of the unknown is worse than, you know, the the, the situation we're currently in, which isn't that bad. So we avoid making those changes because we don't want to be uncomfortable. It's the fam- familiar evil. It's like, I know it's not working, but I, I know this thing, whatever the thing is. And I know all the nuances, how it's not working, but I'm not going to change 
<laughs> because something I don't even know, what if it could be worse than what I already have now? Yeah, exactly. And I think that goes through lots of people's heads, which is why they end up staying in the same situations for a lot longer than they probably should. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you also brought up forgiveness, which we haven't talked a lot about forgiveness on the podcast. You know, we've heard about gratitude, you know, we've heard about, you know, the having a gratitude practice, but not the forgiveness side of it. And, you know, you highlighting that I think is something so beautiful that I know, you know, I can definitely add that in at the end of the day, something simple to do, but I think it will have huge effects to be able to, you know, as you said, start a new day with not holding on to, it might be emotional stress or trauma or things from previous days and years in the past. Yes. Yeah. I learned of this great practice through uh, Mind Valley, a uh, six-phase meditation. I don't know if you heard of that uh, company. And uh, six-phase meditation uh, by Vishen Lakiani. And he kind of integrated all that together, you know, compassion, gratitude, forgiveness. And the thing with forgiveness, uh, yes, we want to start a day clean. Just like you take a shower in the morning, you want to feel fresh and clean. You put on perfume, you feel good about yourself. Well, forgiveness kind of is the same thing. But instead, you're cleaning your inner being, you're clearing your emotions, you're clearing your mental space so that you can take life's challenges better without taking over that grudge from yesterday. And it could be as simple as, like, what did I learn about the situation? Because you're not forgiving. Let's say you had an argument with somebody and you disagreed and you think you were right and the other person was wrong. It's not to say that you're kind of forgiving that person. You don't need to call them. Just inside of yourself, forgive yourself, forgive the person and the situation that you were in. Just for yourself. You don't have to tell anybody. But it's for your own mental clarity, for your own, uh, you know, peace of mind. And see, like, what did I learn from here? Instead of saying, like, oh, this person does this, I did that. But what did you learn? from that experience something positive something about yourself that you can take with that knowledge forward and let go of all the grudges let go of all the things feel the emotion because emotions negative emotions are not bad they're simple like a uh, like a system like an alert system to let you know something is not right it's not for you to hold on for dear life to that emotion and carry it with you for decades on end or years on end. You don't have to do that. Recognize it, feel it, cry it if you have to, uh, like, beat a pillow, I don't know, break something. <laughs> let it out of your system. But let, take a positive learning from the experience so that then the next day you can start fresh, you can start clean. So you can do it either in the evening as you finish on the day or in the morning when you wake up do the shower, the meditation, the forgiveness, clean that all up so that you can start not just your body clean, but your mind is clean. Your emotions are steady. And then you can deal with this new day and you can start appreciating. Let's say you had an argument with somebody yesterday. Then, uh, you know, you got to work or you're dealing with somebody today and you carried all that grudge, all that negativity, all that stuff, and you project it now onto the another person. And now the other person feels upset. 
<laughs> because you t- took all your baggage yeah. and you kind of gave it to them. And then, you know, it's that hot potato and they keep on passing it on to people. What if instead, instead of that, what if you could be the person that brings change, that brings positivity, that brings light to another person as opposed to carrying over your garbage, your stuff <laughs> from the day before? What if you could be the person who adds some positive thing to somebody else as opposed to carrying that garbage? Yeah, well, and also if you're carrying it over from the day before, it almost, I know from myself, it sometimes can be a bit all-consuming. So even, you know, like you said, you might just be having a conversation with somebody, but you're already still focused on, you know, that argument from yesterday that you're not fully present, that you're, you know, not bringing the energy that you may. And so that can have a flow and effect to your entire day or week or year, et cetera. Yes. Yes. Let's stop that. Let's create some different habit and pass it on to people. Yeah. Let go of your stuff. Exactly. So You're anybody not helping anybody. In, <laughs> anyone listening in, I, I know that's going to be, I think, a game changer. Um, just adding in that very short forgiveness practice. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to give it a go. Yeah, definitely. You can check out Mind Valley Six Face Meditation. Amazing. On, on YouTube, it's free. So you can check it out if you're curious. Yeah, well, I'll link it up in the show notes too. So um, any listeners listening in that might be curious, you can head to the show notes and I'll um, link that up and uh, pop it in there too. Now, what's one piece of advice that you could give listeners if they're listening in and they want to go away and instigate something straight away after listening to this podcast, what would it be? Then means of joy. Do something that sets your soul on fire. I think it's easy. It's not something somebody is making you do, but it's something you want to do for yourself. Not because you're going to get money from it or fame or fortune, but something that would make you feel good. Simple, easy. (laughs) If you don't know what it is, maybe there was something you were dying to try. Maybe you want to do rock climbing or singing or, I don't know, doing something fun. Go and do that. Figure it out. Try it out. Life is too short to go on living unhappy and not, doing what you love to start with 10 minutes of joy amazing and i think that's uh you know the themes of the mind movement health podcast is always trying to make things simple and easy so that we will follow through and do we do them essentially so everything that you shared today is along those themes which is amazing so you know i know listeners are going to get so much out of listening uh, to our conversation today so where can listeners reach out and follow and connect with you sure uh, my website is www.arinashahotsov.com uh, my Instagram is red.claimyourlife. I have a YouTube channel called Happiness Academy. Uh, and I'm host of a podcast called Single Parent Success Stories, available on any podcasting platform. Uh, my books are on Amazon, if you want to check it out. Uh, I did uh, Revolutionary Leaders, Soul Parent, uh, Total Health, supposed to be coming out soon, and Sacred Surrender all available on Amazon. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom. I've taken a lot from it, so I know listeners will too. Uh, But thanks again for coming on. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. 
Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.